You're listening to Help for Wounded Spirits with Doug Carriger, recorded at the Your QFM studio in Bemidji, Minnesota. Great to be back with you folks. Uh, with me again today, I'm honored, is Phil Elke. We're down here at Your QFM, down here in Bemidji, or up here in Bemidji, Minnesota. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty hard to go anywhere but uh, down from here and stay in the United <laughs> States of America. But what a beautiful city, and, and what a great brother here with Brother Phil. You remember from yesterday, we came right out, and we talked about laziness, and Somewhere, Phil brought us, God used Phil in a wonderful way yesterday to talk about helping and how we can help each other. I was just talking to Phil about some of the efforts he does here in town. He's got that great Bible study here you'll remember from yesterday on Tuesday mornings and what an outreach that is and what a blessing that is. And so just so many ideas that we can bounce off. And so I just, I'm going to read a couple verses and, and then Phil and I are just going to have a conversation with you folks listening in because I think it's a, a great idea for us to volunteer and just do things and be places. And it kind of touched my heart when our brother was talking about the pregnancy center and just being able to go over there and help out. You know, you're 69 years old. There's not a lot going on, but what a world of difference you can make in a young family's life and in a child's life. And somebody, you know, God only knows what's going to happen with that child. The other day I was listening to the football player, the great college football player down there in Florida. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Sure. I was listening to his testimony the other day and they came to his mom and they said, listen, this baby's not going to live. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't waste your time. The sooner we take this baby out, the sooner we evacuate everything and give up, uh, the better off you'll be. And I, I was watching this testimony on my computer. I'm looking at this guy who's about six feet, two inches tall and solid as a rock and helping people. He's got to, you know, his foundation alone goes to every city in the United States, every major city. Ours is like one of the smallest one he goes to in Greenville, South Carolina. So if you're above a couple hundred thousand people, he goes to your city and he has special need proms and stuff and they get hairdressers and it's and amazing. he's talking about that. Yeah, they put makeup on people, get dresses, get suits and love people and tell them about Jesus and work with their families. And, you know, they get mom and dad nights off. They take a whole week. And I was just so amazed, you know, thinking about something as simple as Let's help people out and having it turn into 6,000 people showing up in Los Angeles, having to rent the Civic Center or something four nights in a row. And that's how God uses what you're talking about, the volunteering. And that's how God uses this man who's 69 years old to say, hey, it's going to be all right. We don't, we don't know what God's plan is for this young person in the belly, yeah. but we know there's a plan. A couple of verses I was looking at, brother, that we can kind of springboard off of is let every man on his own things look not every man, but on the others. And that's what your 69-year-old friend is. Bear ye one another's burdens. Bear each other's burdens. Amen. And it fulfills the law of Christ. So thinking about those two things, and I, I love this idea, even in our workplaces. Thinking about this, uh, Brother Phil, I, and I'm going to give you an example of Christian radio because I think you'll enjoy this. So I was jammed in. I was at Department of the Army in Washington, D.C., or Alexandria, Virginia. And man, I'm jammed in an office with like five or six other people. And, and, and thankfully, two of us were jammed in one corner by ourselves. It was a common area with a secretary that everybody else was jammed over here. But every single day, I would turn on my radio at 11 o'clock because back then there was a preacher named Tony Evans that would come on. And oh. He had a show called the Tony Evans Power Hour or something <laughs> like that. And every single day at 11 o'clock, I'd walk over to my radio and turn it on. Well, I started working with this guy and his name was Eddie. 
And uh, Eddie would say to me, he said, yeah, you turn that guy on every day. And I said, well, listen, you listen to your stuff all day. I got I got the 11 o'clock hour. And uh, anyway, I remember that a couple days went by and not even thinking. It was about 1110. And Eddie walked over to my desk. And he said, when are you, you going to turn on Pastor Evans? That's what he said oh, to me. Oh, that's awesome. And, and I'll never forget that. He said, we got to turn him on. What station is he on? He said, he's, he says he's going through a series right now. And, and, and he says, uh, you know, he's, he's right now in Chronicles. So he said, I'm keeping up with him. And I'm wow. looking at, here's a guy who told me to get away from him. And uh, he said, this guy's changing my life, Doug. And, I mean, that's just how many ways, how many oh. ways could, can we reach out to somebody at work? Or Yeah, yeah, that's just amazing. It's powerful. We've had so many amazing stories and testimonies over the years here, having the station on in their car. You know, maybe they're picking up a hitchhiker and they've yeah. got it on in their car or their kids or their friends' kids. You know, when they're taking them for a ride to swimming lessons and they know that their friends probably aren't listening to something godly like that. And the kids go, oh, what what, what are you listening to? You know, I, I love it, too. Once in a while, we'll get a school bus driver. We've had yeah. this actually quite a bit over the years. They'll turn it on in the school bus. And they would think, well, maybe some of the kids will want it. And then a good song comes on. The kids will say, hey, turn that up. <laughs> it's God can use anything. Yeah. And uh, just a kind word. Guys, we've got to be kind and loving. Yeah. It's so easy to be frustrated and to snap, road rage, all that kind of stuff. You've got to be filled with the Spirit every day, and God will use a kind word in line at a grocery store when somebody's frustrated. I tell you what, Doug, yeah. I, I look for when I'm in a, a gas station or a grocery store now, and someone is using a credit card, and if there's a chance their credit card isn't going to work, I am almost praying it doesn't. I'm going to cover that for you. Mm. It Because I've been able to do it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. And they look at you and go, why would you do that to help me? Why would you pay for my gas? You know, why would you buy $50 worth of groceries? Well, it's because God has given me the joy to do that. And the ability to do that, and I want to just share that with you. Little things like that, it can make the world a difference. Boy, it can. And and I've, uh, you know, and this thing going on sometimes, like you pull up to a coffee shop, yeah. and you see the car in front of you pay. Oh, that, I love that. And of course, you pay for the car behind you. And I, I get burned all the time because I'm in the car by myself, <laughs> you know, and I'll pay a $32 bill or something like that. And the guy in front of me paid five bucks. I, I like doing that as well. But this is, this is the oddest thing that ever happened to me. I pulled up to a coffee shop. We were out in Montana or something. And we were doing a workshop, doing something like that. I pulled up and there was no one even behind me. And they said, the lady in front of you paid for your coffee. She just asked that I give you this. Okay. And, yeah. uh, and they handed me a track. Yeah. And uh, I opened up the track and it said, thank you for your service. So I must have had my army hat on that day or something. Oh. Uh, we appreciate that. And, you know, there's one that gave his life for all. There's one who loved us so much. Anyway, they go right to John 14. Yeah. And, and they're talking to no greater love. And I'm sitting there, I'm looking at this track saying, what a beautiful idea. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, here she is buying me the $5 coffee or whatever it is I got. But just handed me a track about God's word. Yeah. And, and God's word never returns void. So, so Phil, I, I want to—I I know we're talking about helping, but I wanted to ask you a couple questions, sure, too. Sure, sure. And one of the things I would ask you, if you don't mind, what, what's one of the hardest trials uh, as a Christian you think you've been through in your life? If you don't mind sharing, you don't have to get into any specifics yeah. or something that you think would be a blessing to others. Hmm. Hardest trials. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's tough. I mean, 
Um, we haven't really experienced a lot of persecution up in an area like this. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's always some financial trials that yeah. happen from time to time. Maybe just raising kids, you know, that kind of thing and dealing with uh, college. You know, my, my two oldest daughters, I'll just yeah. share this with you. Sure. Born and raised and, and risen in the church, yeah. got all the training. Neither one of them are walking with Jesus right now. Mm. And, you know, you'd think, how did that happen, God? How did that happen? And part of it was because of their college experience. Mm. You know, we didn't urge them enough to go to a Christian college. Right. Because, again, we didn't really have the finances at that time. But they both wanted to go to college. They're both kind of driven young women. And uh, now they're both divorced. They're they're, uh, both have walked away from Jesus. Mm. So that has been a challenge. Leading a ministry Mm. and knowing that two of my five kids have walked away from the Lord. But you probably hear this too, Doug. That's a common occurrence. Oh, I have today. one one of my two. So I'm at 50%. Yeah. I have two children. And yeah. and uh, I think that's the greatest trial because you find yourself questioning your, you know, what your, did I do wrong? Yeah. You your know? total existence within the marriage. And we got to be careful. It doesn't become our identity. I'm telling yeah. people all the time, listen, we, we love God. We've accepted God. We're, we're in church. We're in the Bible. We're doing those things. And I'll tell you, there, there's always hope for these people who were raised in the church, accepted the Lord. It's, it's there. And this is what I found out, Phil, and, and you correct me if you haven't seen this, but uh, I found out that so many of these people who are saved and outside the will of God are the most miserable yeah. people on God's <laughs> green earth, man. Yeah. They, they walk around here, brother, and, and they're almost in a daze. So, yeah. I, you know, I was with a young man, I, I'd say three weeks ago, I think we were uh, out west, and and Debbie and I were out there, and I had an opportunity to talk to this one young man. He pulled me aside, and he started telling me about all these things in his life. And we we just, throughout the commentary, throughout the conversation, he even gave me parables. I mean, this guy was extremely well-spoken, wow. and he, he had his own parables he made up, not godly parables, mm-hmm. but ex- expressing to me why his life was as bad as it was. And for every once in a while, you know, the Holy Spirit just gives you something. Yep. And he got all done talking to me, and I looked at him, and I said, why are you so mad at God? Hmm. And he stopped and he looked at me and he started crying. Hmm. And he said, I left my first love a long time ago, Brother Doug. And I sat there and had a conversation with him. So there's always hope for those those folks. They know what's right. I see my daughters, you know, and they, on the surface, especially when they're with us, they put on this face of being happy and so forth. But yet there's all these bits of evidence where there's a lot of misery going on in their lives because you're right. They know Jesus, but they're outside of his will right now. And so my wife and I, we just continue to pray and we just continue to love them. You know, we know we can't be overbearing about it because it it just pushes them away even further. Right. Yeah. But God's not going to give up on them. No, he's not. He's He's going to be there. He loves them much more than we do. And with that thought, we're going to come right back here with Brother Phil. So hang with us. We'll be right back. So here we are, we're back with Brother Phil, and we've been talking about, you know, just those great trials. And I think uh, 
I think Brother Phil and I share, you know, the trials of being a parent. I know a lot of you listening are in the same place. And and I just want to comfort you, and I want to ask Phil a little more about this and just comfort you in the idea that God knows exactly what's going on with those of us uh, uh, everywhere on this. He knows every hair on our head. He knows yeah. our hearts. And we need to keep praying. We need to keep loving. And, I mean, what else What else do we keep doing with folks who yeah. straight away, brother? I mean, what else? Just patience, you know, because— it can be frustrating. My wife's father died uh, a couple of months ago. Well, I suppose the, the service was a couple of months ago, but he actually passed away almost a year ago. Mm. And he fought the Lord. You and I were talking about yeah. uh, fathers and, and you know the trouble that there can be growing up. Her early life was very miserable. Her father was a miserable man, but he fought against the Lord. He was angry against God for whatever reason. I do know that his dad, my wife's grandfather, also was a hard man. And so his life wasn't great either. So the generational carry-on was there. Well, he rejected God throughout his life. Uh, he divorced my mother-in-law 30-some-odd years ago. And then he ended up living with a gal for many, many years. Yeah. She was a follower of Jesus. Mm. And she was gentle. And she put up with him, but she kept saying, Ronnie... You need someday, you know, you need to know Jesus. And she would gently just keep saying that. And three days before he died, hmm. she asked him, Ronnie, you're getting very close to the end. You need to know Jesus. And he said, I did that yesterday. Amen. He said, I bent my knee to Jesus. And even though he sounded gruff about it, hey, it's between him and Jesus. And yeah. if he said he did it, you know, that meant the world to my wife, Doug. It's never too late is the point. Right. It's right. never too late. Right. You, you got to get it done. You're, you're not too far out. You're not too yeah. far away from God right now, wherever you are. Exactly. Just bow your head and ask him to save you and believe it in his name. And the, the Bible said that we must speak it with our mouth, pray to him, believe, well, believe it in our heart. And our heart speaketh unto righteousness and salvation. And brethren, if, if you believe in God and you haven't asked Christ to save you, just do it where you are. Just, just reach out mm. and pray to him. And, uh, Amen. You know, drop me a note, Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. I'll give you a shout or write me on Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. And, you know, something you were saying there, Brother Phil, and I, I was thinking so many people in the generation before us, mm -hmm. you know, in, in our in our parents' generation, yeah. so many of them are saying, well, you know, uh, by God, uh, this is what my parents believed and their parents believed. And, and this is, you know, I'm going to go and do whatever I can do. And. And, and, and folks, that statement is bankrupt. It, it, we don't look to our parents or even human beings uh, for how we get saved. We, we don't look for experiences. And I, I mean, you've seen that, brother. You know, so many people want to look. They want to say, well, you know, this person in my life, it's all about works. It's all about that. And I mean, brother Phil, we, we know better than that. And, yeah. you know, so, so we say to these folks, just listen, it's not about that, right? Yeah, yeah, it's you've got to get to the truth of the matter. And yeah. this world has a giant void right now of truth. And you've got to be in his word. My you know when my life really started to change and and, and the spirit uh, becoming real to me and filling me daily is when I made a commitment for steady ongoing reading of God's word. Mm. Studying. It was just reading. And, and there was certainly some studying that came out of it if there was something yeah. I didn't understand. But just reading it, 
uh, I got into a Bible reading program daily, and now I've read through the Bible five, six, seven times, I suppose, something like that. Yeah. Not not in chronological order or whatever, or, or even Genesis through, but uh, this plan, it's I love it. It, it, it pops you all over. pops you all over. Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, oh, Proverbs. I, I, I love it. I have that same plan. Yeah. yeah, and it's just made a world of difference to me, and that's one of the reasons we used to be, you know, again, I own a, this radio station, a Christian yeah. radio station, used to be all about the music, today's mm. Christian music. We changed to your life, God's truth, your QFM. That's who we are because truth matters. And God really laid it on our heart here that truth is something we've got to emphasize with this radio station. You can't just go through the motions. It can't just be positive and uplifting. That's important. You know, you'll hear a lot of Christian radio stations around the country. They really are big on that. Yeah. Positive and uplifting. That's great. Yeah. But we've got to get to the truth. Young people want truth. People of all ages are desiring truth. Where is truth found? The foundation of it is his word, Doug. Yeah. No, so I, I agree. And I, I will go as far as to say in my life, my life didn't start changing. I didn't see. And I'm of, I'm of no value to God. God chooses to allow me to do a few things in my life. I, I don't want to sound like I'm yeah. spiritual. I don't want to sound like I'm brilliant because both of those things are as far from the truth as could be. But anything of value I've seen in my life that I can go back and look back at ministry-wise started when I started reading you know, the Word of God every single day Amen. when I made it part of my morning. So for me, you know, you can read your Bible any time of the day. I mean, you can, if you can only squeeze it in at night, squeeze it in at night. But for me, I guess because of the way, 26 years in the Army, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning yeah. doing PT, setting yourself for the day. So I am that guy. At 6 o'clock, man, I'm in the Word of God. And, uh, uh, and, and boy, God does things in my life. You know, it's a mirror. The word of God is a mirror. I mean, I'm looking in a mirror. And, uh, so let me ask you this, Phil. And I, I mean, just getting back, you say you read through the Bible and you, and you do those things. Do you, is this something you do alone? Is this something you do with your wife? Is this something, uh, I mean, do you guys collectively, do you have your own thing? And then, I mean, how do you do that with your, with your wife? I'm going to admit we have never been good about doing it together. And yeah. I don't know if it's just the makeup of who we are. Yeah. She's uh, also very active in things that she's doing. Um, so we don't do it often together. And and I don't recommend that. I mean, I I, yeah. I do recommend that you do it together. Uh, but, you know, with the schedule that I have, I'm also early morning and she's not. Yeah. You know, and so I get go to bed early and she's Isn't that funny going. how God puts people together? They got morning people, you got you got night people, you got you know, day people. But God has a way yeah. of bringing us all that. Now I want to say folks, this is something that I do. This is it works yeah. for me. I read the Bible with the Bible being read to me at the same time. Oh. So I open up the Word of God, and I mean, I can hit yeah. pause. I, I'm on Audible. I'm actually uh, I use the King James version of the Bible and I so I have the Audible Order. So this, you'll like this. This is a, uh, it's it's different voices for different people in the Bible. It's like, this is God. Yeah, that's Listen I love that. Yeah. yeah, so it's, it's like this. Dramatic. It's almost, yeah, it's almost like an animated thing. Yes. And, yes. and brother, I'll tell you, as I'm going through the word of God, boy, that makes a big difference mm. in my, and there's sometimes that mirror. You know, and yeah. I'll give you a second here, brother. I know we got a couple minutes left, but sometimes that mirror, you know, when I'm looking into that and, and forgiveness and different things like that, boy, it changes me. Yeah. Uh, verses that have meant the world to me, real quick. Proverbs yeah. chapter 2, yeah. the first five verses. 
My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, in other words, just passionately going after it. Yeah, dig it up, folks. Then, verse 5, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. And I think I think right there in Proverbs two, and I, I think you know, I think we would camp out on the entire word of God, but understanding yeah. that reading the word of God is not a check mark. And I like that you just brought that up. It's not a check mark. Yeah. I'm you know, oh I gotta read chapters two through five in the book of John today. Check, check, check. I'm done. No. <laughs> I'm digging the word of yeah. God. I'm excavating. I wanna see what it has for me, how it can change my life, how it can change my family's life, how how things can, you know, be better. Because yeah. I'm in God's word. Amen. And uh, I think that's what we just talked about, digging it and just hopping in there. And, and, and folks, that's what I want to tell you today. And I, I appreciate you, Brother Phil. These last two days have been awesome. And, but I, I just, if I'm walking away from anything with this conversation with Brother Phil and Brother Phil Elke out here at your QFM here in Bemidji, Minnesota, but if I walk away with anything, he's got a passion for God's word. He's got a passion for the people he ministers to. He's got a passion for the people out here who are listening to this. And, you know, if God gives us anything at all, let it be passion for people's hearts and souls. And let it be uh, just reaching out to them, Phil. So we thank you for being with us. And it's been a blessing. God bless you, brother. And, and folks, we look forward to you coming back with us tomorrow. May God bless you. Have a great night.